Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. and violent protesters who attacked him in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Rittenhouse was defending private property from looters and violent protesters. A Molotov cocktail was thrown at Kyle Rittenhouse as he fled from a group of protesters. The incident happened around 11.45 p.m. on August 25, 2020. Now we have the Bond court document regarding Kyle Rittenhouse. And that court document alleges Kyle Rittenhouse fled from the state of Wisconsin with intent to avoid prosecution for that offense. But as we know, the video tells a much different story. You can also read the Antioch Police Department's press release regarding the arrest of Kyle Rittenhouse. We're going to read a little bit of that right here. And here's what they say in the Village of Antioch Police news release. Many of you are aware of a shooting incident that took place last night in Kenosha, reportedly involving a Village of Antioch team. Since this shooting incident took place, the Antioch Police Department has been tirelessly working with our law enforcement partners in Kenosha to bring the matter to a safe and peaceful resolution. This morning, Kenosha County authorities issued an arrest warrant for the individual responsible for the incident, charging him with first-degree intentional homicide. A suspect in this incident, a 17-year-old Antioch resident, is currently in custody of the Lake County Judicial System, pending an extradition hearing to transfer custody from Illinois to Wisconsin. So the story goes that Rittenhouse shot three people that night. Two have died. The first person was shot in the head. Rittenhouse can be seen next to the person for a minute before accessing his cell phone. We're going to look at some of that. We're going to listen to some of that, so it might not be as good on audio, obviously, as it would be on video. You can always watch the video version if you go to Greg Fernandez Jr. on YouTube. So Rittenhouse then left the scene, and then in another video, we can see him running down the street with a few people chasing him. One hits him with a skateboard. Rittenhouse falls to the ground, and that's when all of this happens. The second person was shot in the chest after Rittenhouse was forced to the ground. A third person snuck up behind Rittenhouse with a gun. Rittenhouse was still on the ground when he shot the third person in the left arm. One of the deceased was a 26-year-old male from Silver Lake, Wisconsin. The second deceased was a 36-year-old male from Kenosha, Wisconsin. The third person shot was a 36-year-old male from West Allis, Wisconsin, and he's expected to survive. Now, I see this as a clear case of self-defense. You can read the articles, take a look at the videos, and decide for yourself. You can also watch the Kenosha Police Department's press conference that happened that same day. And questions about the case can always be directed at Lieutenant Joseph Nosalik. And you can request those public documents at any time. Rittenhouse was denied bail 
and he's scheduled for another hearing this Friday, August 28, 2020. That will decide if he will be sent to Wisconsin to stand trial. Here's a quote from the Washington Post. According to minutes from a hearing on Wednesday, he was also held without bond, and the hearing on Friday will address his potential extradition to Wisconsin. So we'll see what happens there. For now, we're going to go to a live video that I did yesterday, uh, looking at these videos of this incident for the very first time. Whatever your view is, my view is that this was self-defense. You'll have to decide for yourself. God bless you all. Greetings and welcome. Thank you for joining me live here. A very disturbing case, obviously, going on right now. See what's happening in Kenosha. Found a good article here. I'm going to read some of this, but uh, I think first let's start with this video that was put out uh, about 17 hours ago. Looter was just shot in the head. Happening now. Uh, so let's go and watch this. This is an interesting video. That looks like the alleged shooter. Right? He's letting him know he's not the shooter. Okay, so that's the uh, first clip here. I hope you all can hear that. Um, I know it's pretty graphic, pretty brutal, but um, you you see the guy who they say shot this guy, and um, you can see that that's obviously not true here. Uh, if you go back, you can actually see him in the shot at some point. It looks like he's even he might be calling somebody. So uh, hard to see on this video, but looks like he might have been the one who actually called the cops. Uh, I don't know. I'm just guessing here. Um, still, everything is still really new, and they're still investigating. Blah blah blah. But you heard the shots go off. You heard the fired shots. So. Uh, that was one of the videos um, that I hope it does not get taken down or you know something mysteriously happens with that but uh, that was a very important video there very graphic too and you see the guy there but uh, I think that if this guy had shot him in the head like people are saying I don't think he'd be there standing around so that's one thing uh, here's another one this one's only about 37 seconds long again 
hope the sound is okay it's really loud on my end so i don't know if it's coming in too loud on your end or if it's too low but um let me know what you think there okay here's like a 37 second clip that was sent to me by my good friend sophia thank you for sending me these two i don't believe i've seen these two um, short clips here Let's look. The longest y'all not against each other, then we call. We against them. They gonna be here. We all gonna go over there in that parking lot, and we gonna form them up, all right? As long as you fuck with the government and not with each other, we are with you. Let's go. No lives to matter until black lives to matter. Get behind us. Let's go. All right, so um, some interesting stuff there. It's just, uh, let's see what we got here. Gathering the Shooter was a libertarian. He said he was in support of the BLM movement. But you can clearly see other shots being fired. Um, so I think there are, I think that's what's going to end up coming out is that there were multiple shootings going on multiple fire multiple uh guns being fired but of course we're just gonna blame it all on this 17 year old kid and we'll see what happens um i thought if they were under 18 they weren't really supposed to show their faces and all that stuff but i i don't know i guess it doesn't matter at this point so let's go through this this is from the police tri tribune police arrest 17 year old for murder over shooting at kenosha riots this is in antioch Illinois, the uh, written by Sandy Malone a couple hours ago. So very fresh here. And I think this is one of the more, um, you know, one of the more fair and balanced articles that I've been able to really find here. So we'll see. We'll see what, what happens with this. I'm curious to see what the court documents show, all of that stuff. And my guess is this guy will uh, end up getting off and there'll be all a bunch of new rights over that. So Antioch, Illinois. Illinois police arrested a 17-year-old boy on Wednesday morning in connection with two fatal shootings during the riots in Kenosha, Wisconsin on Tuesday night. All this happened in Wisconsin. Lake County, Illinois clerk of court records show that Antioch police arrested Kyle Rittenhouse at his home after he was charged with first-degree murder and labeled a fugitive from justice, the Independent reported. The suspect fled the state of Wisconsin with the intent to avoid prosecution for the offense, according to the charging documents. Uh, good, we should probably look at those documents. But that's, I love when they put the documents in there too, so that way we can all go and read them and, you know, find out for ourselves. Rittenhouse, Rittenhouse is facing at least two counts of first-degree intentional homicide in connection with incidents that occurred during the riots over the shooting of 29-year-old Jacob Blake by the Kenosha police, the Independent reported. Cell phone videos posted on social media showed what happened at about 11.45 p.m. on August 26 that left two people dead and a third person seriously wounded. The teen identified as Rittenhouse can be seen in his green shirt carrying a semi-automatic rifle in several of the videos filmed throughout that night. Some reports have claimed that Rittenhouse was leaving the area when rioters chased him. By that first video, I think we um, saw exactly that, you know. Uh, people were telling him to get out of there, and he complied. He did. So uh, here is from Andy 
Nego graphic. I missed this in the video. The man who had his arm shot ran in with a pistol. He was still holding it for some time after he was hit. It's pretty weird too. Uh, let's see. Shooting occurred during the protests in Kenosha, Wisconsin. This injured victim was treated by civilian volunteers before the police intervened. The fourth photo is of two such volunteers who were armed. The injured man was also armed at the time he was shot. Alright, so uh, here's what we go. Here's what he says, Mr. Nago. This is the masked man with the skateboard hitting the armed person on the ground a split second before he presumably gets shot. I don't know if he is the one of the two that died. So it seems like this. these are two incidents. So what we're seeing here is happened after uh, the first video where this guy is told to leave and he runs away from the scene and I guess he gets chased down and he's, he makes it clear that he's not the, the shooter of the guy that was shot in the head. Um, so, but obviously these people don't care. They don't listen. And uh, they're just going to start beating up people. So he says, uh, this is the masked man with the skateboard hitting the armed person on the ground a split second before he presumably gets shot. I don't know if he is the one of the two that died. Okay, so... In one video, rioters were attacking him with a skateboard before he opened fire on them. So if that's true, it, it, it'll be good to see what the what the timeline is of the first guy that gets shot in the head as opposed to uh, when this guy gets hit with a skateboard and then fires back in self-defense. Julio Rosas recorded shocking footage of rioters trying to beat up someone with a rifle the person trips and then a bunch of shots can be heard let's check this out that's self-defense He was clearly on the ground. Somebody shouts, get his ass. And so they go over there. And they, what do you think they would have done to that guy had he not had a gun? Had he not fired back? They would have killed him. They would have killed him. Hey, hey, Marie, thanks for joining. I know it's a very sensitive um, topic, a very sensitive subject. And I, I, I'm really trying to keep my personal views and everything out of it. I just, I just can't. I, I cannot. So if I'm wrong with any of this, I'll be more than happy to apologize and to admit how wrong that I that I was but looking at this um, you know I can see it if you're on the ground if somebody walks up to you and starts kicking you and if you got a gun you have the right to defend yourself you do not have to stand there and let somebody kick you in the head on the ground while a bunch of other people are circling who have guns by the way who also have guns just throwing that out there 
Thanks, Marie. I'm happy to um, take this time here to maybe try to help, you know, shed some light on some of the some of the facts and just get rid of uh, how this guy. I mean, it, it, listening to somebody, some people on Facebook, you would think this guy walked up to a bunch of peaceful protesters and just start, started shooting them. And obviously, that's not what happened here. Let's keep moving on. Uh, now that was filmed, depending on your time zone, 10.48 p.m., so um, time zones matter here. Okay, several witnesses told Heavy that Rittenhouse was running down the street screaming that he wasn't the shooter as people chased him. So that's what we saw, we saw in the very first video. Uh, Rittenhouse is actually there when who, with the guy that gets shot in the, in the head. Rittenhouse is there with him. While the guy is on the ground, Rittenhouse is calling somebody. From what it looks like, he's calling somebody. I want to know who he was calling. If he was calling the the cops, I mean, yeah, that's great because that's what he should have done. That's what they should have done. Obviously, that's what these protesters who are out there saying to get rid of the cops. Who who's the first person they call? The cops. It's stupid. Um, we need to know more about the people that were shot too. I want to make sure that they weren't paid protesters from out of state. But I guess they have identified a few of them, so we'll see. Uh, okay, so several witnesses told Heavy that Rittenhouse was running down the street screaming he wasn't the shooter as people chased him. So we saw that, and that's kind of where the second video starts. Um, they said he was struck by someone with a skateboard and fell to the ground with the gun firing. So that's a little bit different than he, he tripped. And then, you know, they ran up to him. Um, so I don't know. It look, in the video, it does kind of look like he did trip. So I don't know if he was hit first and then he tripped. I'm not sure exactly what happened first. Some, some of you might know um, more, might know better than, than me, I'm sure. I, I'm just getting caught up on all this. Some of this I'm seeing for the very first time. So I'm giving you my first view on this. Take it or leave it. That's just how it is. keep moving on uh those witnesses told heavy that the first shooter was a white man in a helmet and bulletproof vest who got into an argument with black lives matter protesters who had started fires in the area so this is the main thing whoever this guy is this is who the police should be looking for first of all whoever walked whoever shot this guy in the head was not rittenhouse it, it that's the way that i'm looking at it and like i said if I'm wrong, I'll be more than happy to tell you that I'm wrong. But the way that I'm looking at it, the way that I'm reading this from all these videos, you know, he's not walking up to people and shooting them, which is what the media is going to try to spread. And that's going to be this, the story in the next couple weeks, in the next couple months, once this kid gets off. And he, he will get off. What did he do but defend himself? So um, that's, this is who they should be looking for. A white man in a helmet and bulletproof vest who got into an argument with the Black Lives Matter protesters who had started fires in the area. That's who police need to focus on, not Rittenhouse. They said Rittenhouse wasn't the same person, exactly. Now here's his bishop. Nice bishop. It's being reported that the shooter is a 17-year-old who drove to Kenosha from Antioch, Illinois with an AR-15 looking for trouble. I mean, come on, can you get any more bias? This guy should not be a bishop. What kind of bishop is that? Fake bishop. Uh, he murdered two people and wounded a man who will lose his arm as a result. And I mean, it's just like if you don't look at the videos, if you don't look at what really happened, you're going to believe this, this idiot bishop. 
obviously. And of course, it always has to tie back into Donald Trump. Where is real Donald Trump complaining about outside agitators? All Trump has been doing is talking about the outside agitators. He recognizes the difference between peaceful protesters and people that are paid to be there to start riots. That's why I want to know the people that were shot. Were they just mixed up in this? Were they just too dumb to realize what they were doing out there? Or were they paid protesters? That's going to that's gonna be a big point coming up. If they don't release their names because of that, I think we'll have our answer. So anyways, let's move beyond the fake bishop here. Um, the shootings occurred at about 11.45 p.m. on August 25th for after activists had been pushed out of Civic Center Park and many were wandering up and down Sheridan Road, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel reported. People scattered at the sound of gunshots and cell phone videos filmed in the crowd showed some people were carrying long guns. So there were multiple people with guns here. One of the videos showed a male with a long gun running into a parking lot and then taking off after he sees a man shot in the head on the ground. Chaos. Extremely graphic. Someone at the Kenosha riots was just shot in the head. Lives Matter show was there to record. I mean, where are the police during all this? So this is that same video. We, we're going to watch this one again. Very graphic. Um, and Marie says, how old is the victim? Do you know? I don't know yet. Uh, that's, that's a great question, though. Um, we need to know more. We need to know as much as possible about these victims. So thank you for bringing that up. Because um, he did look, look young. You know, and most of these people are young. That's why they're out there, because they're idiots. To, to be out there protesting. What, what are they protesting? They don't know anything about this case here. And if they did, they wouldn't be out there protesting. It's ridiculous. And there wouldn't, they wouldn't be violent towards them either. But, of course, once shots are fired, guess who the first person they call is? The police. It's super frustrating. Okay, let's uh, watch this one again. I know you've seen it. It's the first thing that I played here. I'm going to play it again. I'm going to play this. So here we go. So uh, what you have here, what, what we need to see is where is um, the alleged shooter? Because I think there was somebody else shooting. I think the guy who got shot in the head was shot by somebody else, not shot by the 17-year-old kid, Rittenhouse. Back here. There's Rittenhouse right there. He's running towards it. And he circles back around. That's him. He's protecting the victim. Everybody else is running. He's the only one who's staying. Well, there is one person else down there. But that's it. He's calling somebody. Maybe the, hopefully the police is what you should do. You get that motherfucker. So now they're coming after him. As if he did something wrong. Now they're all chasing him. Get away! Give me a fucking light! Put pressure on it! Put fucking pressure on it! Where? Dude? Where? Where's the hole? Wait, where are you get He's right here in up. his head! In his head! It's a young guy. Come on! Put pressure! Put pressure! Put pressure! Put pressure! Put pressure. Put pressure. Put pressure. Check out the Keep her eyes open. Keep her eyes open. Oh, 
You shot him. I didn't. You okay. You're okay. You're okay. You're okay. You're okay. Dude, you that's not going to help shift the pressure on this shit. Yeah, but you got to keep him alive. Hey, bro. Just talk to me, bro. What's up? Okay. So there it is for the second time. Uh, that is dated 10 p.m. August 25th. Back these up before they all get taken down. Another video showed what appeared to be the same person running from a crowd of, po of protesters, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel reported. Okay, you can actually hear bullet fragments ricocheting off of the metal fencing. One individual shot in the chest. He fell to the ground and appeared to open fire on the people who were chasing him. The male with the long gun appeared to shoot two people from his spot on the ground. He's on the ground. He's defending himself. How much more clear can it, can it be at this point? One in the torso and one in the arm. Everybody knows who this kid is. The cops had already talked to this kid. They know he's out there. He knows he's out. He, he's not hiding from anything. If they want to find him, that's why it was so easy for them to, to find him. He wasn't running from anything. He didn't do anything wrong from his point of view. He's defending himself. Now, you can have all these other people that come from out of state. That's okay to violently protest but you have a person that comes from out of state to help defend against the violent protesters and he is the bad guy here very wrong something is very wrong with that type of mentality yeah and i i do agree um the guy who was who was shot you know you never want to see that you never want to see anything like that so it'll be curious to find out exactly what led up to that Okay, extended footage of the shooting in Kenosha. So I'm gonna go ahead and look at this one. Okay, he shot someone. They're saying he shot someone. Did he? See, tries to pull a gun and shoots him in the arm. Somebody's shooting at him. He's not shooting. Unless he's shooting in the air or something. He's not shooting at any specific person right there. Very important. All these videos are going to be used for court. And you'll see it all. Here come the police. I mean, he's right there. How did they not have him? He's running towards the police. He's not scared. He's running towards them. Hey, he just shot them. Hey, dude right here just shot them. Dude right here just shot all of them down there. That dude just shot them down there. That dude right here. Look at that. Pretty crazy. The kid is lucky they didn't shoot him right there, actually.
Uh, it's a good thing he has his hands up. So that's that's a good. But he's not running from me, buddy. He's not running from anything. I think that's pretty pretty clear there. Wouldn't you all agree? I would, I would hope so. Kenosha County Sheriff David Beth said authorities did not yet know if there was more than one person shooting in the crowd, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel reported. A since-deleted picture of Rittenhouse posted to his mother's Facebook page showed he was part of the Grays Lake Lightenhurst Haynesville Public Safety Cadet Program in 2017, according to Heavy. Merck with the mouth is uh, tweeting Kenosha mass shooter Kyle I mean there he's already the mass shooter he what is the there's no mass shooting they're acting like this kid walked in here and just started shooting people that is not what happened if he wanted to run he would not have went towards the police he would have ran he sees himself as a victim here okay appears to idolize police so again it's it's all about them versus us you know it's not enough to be black versus white you know i mean it, picture of this guy would have shot a couple black people instead of these protesters being white people all oh, you know they would have had a field day with that too but they didn't even need that you know the double standard the hip hypocrisy all of that because this guy supports cops <sighs> that means he idolizes them i support police i don't idolize them anyways it's all over his fb his picture most of all right and put this kid's life in danger you know all right anyways um let me go back up there there is a little jump in that i covered that one i think we're just about done here i know it's probably difficult for a lot of people to watch to check this out but uh here we go uh, here is a second identifying feature in a picture posted to Wendy's account You can see Kyle wearing a tan and white mess American flag that has that the shooter is also wearing and again He's not running from anything. He's not hiding anything first thing. He does is get on the phone He only takes off when people tell him to take off All right, his own Facebook page has numerous posts pro police postings as well as pictures of Rittenhouse posing with what appears to be the same AR-15 he was allegedly carrying during the riots in Kenosha on Tuesday night. Friends say he had gone to Kenosha on Tuesday on Tuesday night to help local businesses defend themselves from rioters in response to a call for help on social media. That's which is true. That's what we've uh, found out here. So uh, now we're going to look at some of these other videos we need to look at the press conference definitely and um this is probably a good one here too i wonder if this will play this this is supposed to have um all of the different sides that's what started most of it now we're all the way back by the gas station again Police knew who this kid was. They're helping the police. The defunded police.
I'm sure they have a lot of bottles of water. Nice truck, I You're going to have to get out of there. You're just the last warning. You're going to have to move south or you're going to have to get off this block. This is the last warning. As you can see, they're. <laughs> Do you have a good angle? <laughs> yeah, very cool. And you guys local or no? Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. I'm Kyle, I No, we'll. we'll We'll do this. Coronavirus. Oh, dude, I'm not afraid of no coronavirus. Yeah. In fact, my shirt underneath, it says, uh, I survived a coronavirus. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's very possible. Um, was that? Oh, bro. Uh, believe it or not, I've been doing this for about 12 years, so uh, 41. And, uh, you know, if you guys see me get hit with something, I'm knocked out, that's when I need help. Yep. Or if it looks like somebody's going to beat me at the club, then I need help. I Other than that, I can... Well, I'll uh, be there to help. Non-aggression principle. You know, I don't want anyone hurt. They shoot him. I felt them bitches go by. No way. He shot that motherfucker? Oh my god. He shot the guy. Holy fuck. He shot him. Call 911. He's down. This dude running did it. Take screenshots. That dude shot him. That nigga just shot that dude. So the orders, the orders you hear about yelling no cameras, them is white boys. Yeah, that's Antifa, man. Look at that. Ooh, we got a gun, baby. Ooh, they shoot. Ooh, he shot him. Shot him, man. Look at that.
a gun and shoots him. If he's shooting, he's shooting at the ground at that point. Stomach. Oh shit! Shit! People are getting shot all around us. People are just getting shot everywhere, guys. Tight, 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 tight,
Make it tight. Get tight. Come on, come on, come on. 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 Come on, down up on the corner. Hey, there's a loaded handgun in the road right here. You need to take that off the street right now. Loaded hand. So what do you guys think? Um, you know, your guess is as good as mine. Your view is just as important, but <laughs> it's pretty clear to me what's going on here. Uh, one last video before. I show you doing out here? Obviously, you're armed, and uh, you're in front of this business we saw burning. You doing out here? Obviously, you're armed, and uh, you're in front of this business we saw burning last night. So, what's up? So, people are getting injured, and our job is to protect this business. And part of my job is also help people. If there's somebody hurt, I'm running into harm's way. That's why I have my rifle because I need to protect myself, obviously. But I also have my med kit. So, um, there you go. That was uh, obviously before any of that happened. So, um, yeah, be curious to hear what everybody thinks about that what do you think about uh the whole situation now does that change your view does that help your view does it make you sleep better at night i don't know but um i'm gonna go ahead and uh, end this here with the police press briefing that happened just a few hours ago which is the state of wisconsin and they will be the ones who will do the investigation and then 
Once the investigation is done, it'll be turned over to the uh, district attorney's office. What I want to talk to you about though today is what's going on. There are a lot of very good people in this community and what is happening to them is wrong. People have differences of opinion. We have different concepts of how things should be done. Those are all fine, but violence in the community is not acceptable. Violence to property, violence to people, absolutely unacceptable. And it is up to us to make sure that that does not continue. We have called on many groups for support. And one of those I'd like to thank at the moment is um, Mrs. Blake, who came out and said, stop. This is not what her son wanted. And so I want to give a heart thought thank you to her because she cared about the community and what was being done in her son's name. And that is appreciated. But we still have so many things that we have to deal with. And a lot of misunderstanding of what is being done in this community for the safety of the public and the safety of the community. And I want to just kind of walk through a little bit of what occurred after the shooting. The city made the request to the state for support, and Governor Evers granted the Guard, the National Guard, to come in. We have continually talked with them about the Guard, and the Guard has continued its numbers into the community to help us deal with the looting and violence that has occurred. We also have had the situation where we have called for a curfew, which is 7 o'clock to 7. And that curfew is there to protect the public. We need to make sure people are off the street so law enforcement can do their job. And I think sometimes people forget that they think that because you call a curfew, it's there just so you can give tickets to everyone. It is not. It is there to protect the public. And that is so, so very important at this point in time. Kenosha is a community that in the long run will recover. We will work together to resolve our issues. We will work with the minority community to continue to move forward. And we will make this a better place to live. But it will take time. It will take healing. It will make require us to reach out to all parties of the community and actually have honest dialogue. So I'm here today basically to, number one, inform everyone that we are not planning on letting this violence continue. Uh, number two, we are going to work together to resolve the racial issues in our community, and we are going to make that work. The only other thing I'd like to add, which I forgot to say earlier, and I apologize, because now I'm a little off topic, uh, there's been a lot of talk about the uh, support from Governor Evers. Governor Evers has been very supportive to the community, and I think everyone needs to know that. They also need to know that there's this concept that the federal government is not participating in Kenosha. They are. The FBI is here. ATF is here, and the U.S. Marshals are here. So it's important for everyone to know that this has been a, a, a activity where everyone has been involved in trying to make things better. I want to leave you with one last thought. And that is, there's an, an address I have always used in all my elections and campaigns, and it's going to sound a little hokey, I suppose. A community is only as strong 
as its weakest neighborhood. As a country, we are only as strong as the weakest city. We need to make sure that we help create or stop this divide and this anger that is going on in this country. And that only begins with each one of us willing to honestly talk with each other. So thank you for um, listening to me, and I will now turn it over to Sheriff. Some of mine is going to mirror what the mayor said, and, and he actually reminded me that the night of the shooting, I, I did talk to Mrs. Blake. I talked to her for probably about 10 minutes on the phone, got her some information that she wanted about her son, told her where she had to go, what hospital to go to to see. Um, she was probably one of the calmest, nicest people I talked to that entire evening. And uh, uh, and I haven't seen her, I haven't talked to her since, but she was, I agree, she was a very nice person to, and a calming person. To start off with, we got called in on Sunday after 5.30 to assist the city in a, in a shooting. Our job is to protect the scene. And it got a little uh, hairy out there as the night went on. Uh, squad cars were damaged. Uh, I've seen some uh, video taken by people. I'm very proud of our staff, the Kenosha Police Department staff, that it went out there and protected the scene calmly, uh, politely and stood there in the face of rocks being thrown. One of the city captains got something that hit him in the back of the head and took him to the ground right in front of me. Uh, but everyone was very, on our end, was very calm that night and uh, maintained security and, and got out of there as really as well as we could. The march came downtown. The focal point for each and every demonstration that really we've seen is building that we're in right now, the safety building. I think that's because law enforcement, the city police department, the Kenosha Sheriff's Department is, is stationed here. It is to some people, uh, to some people it's, you know, we're the bad, we're the bad people. And to the majority of the, of the community, we're the people that go out and help save and, and protect. The other part of it is the courthouse. The courthouse represents justice. And I know the people are, are looking for justice. Whatever it is, there's justice in, uh, where we were found guilty and when we were found um, innocent. So I'm sure that'll come out in time. On Monday, the, the numbers grew. Our resources also grew. We put out an all-call throughout the state uh, to local sheriff's departments and police departments, and they showed up in numbers, in the hundreds. We put it out to, um, we also put it out there to uh, Monday, we thought we put it out to the National Guard, and we found that we had our wires crossed. Uh, we didn't actually request the National Guard on Monday night, uh, or was it Sunday night? The first night, because we had our wires crossed. The second night, they did deliver people, and last night, they delivered more. And uh, we're very thankful for the National Guard. Like I said, we had sheriff's departments coming from all over the state of Wisconsin. They brought their personnel, they brought their uh, equipment, they brought their armored cars, uh, they brought things that we needed. The state of Wisconsin and the federal government, the FBI, the ATF, uh, U.S. Marshals, they brought technology, they brought equipment too. And uh, the resources and the information that they have passed to us is immense. Uh, we have got uh, the DNR wardens that are down here that don't have riot gear. We're out every day in the face of everything. State troopers were here. 
the local agencies here in Kenosha and around us couldn't be better brothers and sisters than we could ask for to come and help protect Kenosha. Uh, Tuesday, we put up a fence around this building. All of you were allowed to come in through the gate. And the reason we put the fence around here is, like I said earlier, this is a focal point for protesting, and it still was last night. They, the protesters want to come here, say their peace, which is wonderful. No one in law enforcement, no one stamp for free today has any issues with uh, peaceful, peaceful groups coming in here and protesting. We support that. Uh, I know that about a month ago, Mayor and I went over to one and we, we kneeled for the Kneel for Nine with the group of people that were there. We were there supporting. The fence that's around these buildings, what it actually allows us to do, because this building holds inmates, and if somehow this structure got caught on fire, um, we can't move these people that quickly to get them to a safe spot. We have to protect the inmates. And we put the fence up to help protect this campus. The first night there was probably about $300,000 damage to this campus alone. And uh, what the fence also does is it allows us to take the resources we needed to protect it, to move them out into the field on the outside of the fence and, and do an even better job of, of uh, uh, working with, with the people in our community. Last night, with the fence up, we were much more assertive in the way we handled things. Uh, shortly after 8 o'clock, the curfew went into effect. At 8 o'clock, uh, we moved out a armored car, and we basically said, you need to leave. Curfew is 8 o'clock. You're in violation of the curfew. Uh, and uh, if you don't, we will be taken into custody. Uh, then uh, some left, several left. We watched on, uh, on the screen. We watched several leaving. They followed the orders. And then we, uh, when some didn't come, I don't know if I saw it live, but I don't know if you saw it. They started pelting the uh, officers over the fence with um, stones and bricks, and, and the armored car was pelted. There were Molotov cocktails thrown. Um, we, gave them, we gave them probably about another 10, 15 minutes, and then we, we did tear gas to help disperse the crowd. That was a, it's not something we wanted to do, but with the, with the damage and the um, everything that went on Monday night, it was something we had to do. We had to disperse the crowd and get them moving out. The longer we let them go, the longer we let them uh, build, the uh, more dangerous the situation became. Tonight we're changing the curfew to 7 o'clock. We will uh, gladly support all the peaceful protests that are really throughout Kenosha County um, up until 7 o'clock. And after that, we asked everybody to go home. Last night, the I'm very proud of the people of Kenosha. Last night, when I went to move from this building out to the command post, I drove down the streets and there was no one on it. The people of Kenosha let law enforcement and, and all our partners do our job. They let us... Um, do truthfully a much better job last night than we could we could do on Monday night, and the people went stayed home. They moved their cars. They did everything we asked them to, and I want to thank the people of Kenosha for doing that. Tonight we're moving it to seven o'clock. Seven o'clock, the curfew will allow us to disperse whoever's gathered. Maybe there'll be no one, and I hope that's true. 
but disperse who's ever gathered in daylight. So it'll help us to be able to see better. It'll help the people to be able to see better. They won't be dispersing in dark. And we also find that after dark, we have many more issues with, with violence and, and things that go on. Um, last night during uh, some of the... A lot of the... We had several hundred law enforcement, um, several, a few hundred uh, National Guard. And again, I watched on, on TV, I watched these hundreds of, of law enforcement to go out there and calmly go out there and first of all try to get people to leave and then they assisted some many were taken into custody and for some it was it was truly just a, uh, a curfew violation but we're going to be very assertive in taking these people if you don't follow the curfew we're going to do our best to take you into custody for that violation Wednesday, we have additional staffing coming from around the state. Unbelievable the amount of sheriffs and police departments that come and have offered to come both with equipment and people to come down here and help protect Kenosha County. As the mayor said, we have got the National Guard, FBI, uh, U.S. Marshal, uh, DNR, Wisconsin State Patrol, all and, and agencies throughout the state helping to protect this city. Last night, every day we get better. In Kenosha, we are not accustomed to riots. We're not accustomed to it. We, we pulled resources, we pulled knowledge from federal and state agencies, uh, and, and the cooperation between all of them have been incredible. Uh, there's some misinformation that, as the mayor pointed out, that, that the state isn't helping, or the federal government isn't helping. Everyone's helping. Everyone is helping. Can all these different agencies round up uh, the numbers we would, you know, have loved to have had on Monday night? They can't. They don't. They don't work like police agencies do. So, with a few days' notice, um, these agencies were able to get more resources here. What we have been finding, and yesterday I did a couple interviews, is social media. I don't do social media. I don't do Facebook. I think I'd be too upset all the time if I did it. Uh, but the uh, one thing that we found is that we do get we do get information from those sources, but there's also a lot of misinformation coming from those sources. Yesterday, as the day went on, it started off in the morning. There was very there's almost no social media about anything happening yesterday. Almost none. By noon, it had grown. By uh, early afternoon, it had multiplied again. And some of the things is, all of you get, and uh, the people of Kenosha get uh, Facebook updates and, and uh, social media updates from other people, and it gets passed and passed and passed. And we were getting the same misinformation on uh, Facebook uh, that, again, hundreds of times, we get the same thing. And they would actually even say, there's 30 vehicles at this location, and we'd send a squad car there, and there was no one there. So the, whoever's doing this put out this to, to scare the people of Kenosha. And it's working. It's working. What I want the people of Kenosha to know, though, is that uh, 
we are working hard. We're working very hard and we're getting, we're getting better at this. And we've got more resources coming in. And we are not, like the mayor said too, we're not gonna put up with what we saw Monday night. We're not going to. Is, does that mean we're going to stop it all? We aren't gonna, it depends on numbers that come. We're not gonna be able to stop it all, but we're going to be assertive in helping to protect the city of Kenosha in Kenosha County. And our neighbors from around the, the county, state, and country are here to help too. Um, we blocked off the interstate and uh, uh, we picked that up. Other, other larger cities did that and it seemed effective. And when I talked to other agencies on, on the state and federal level, they seemed that that worked. And uh, it's an inconvenience for our local people. I am so sorry. Sorry that we did that, but there's a reason for it. It was to help protect you. The, um, uh, yesterday, I had a person call me and say, why don't you deputize citizens who have guns to come out and patrol the city of Kenosha? And I'm like, oh, hell no. The, uh, and what happened last night, and I think Chief Miskinnis is going to talk about it, was probably the perfect reason why I wouldn't. Once I deputize somebody, they fall under the Constitution of the state of Wisconsin. They fall under the county of Kenosha. They fall under my guidance. They have to follow my policies. They have to follow my supervisors. They are a liability to me and the county and the state of Wisconsin. I don't know this for sure, but the incident that happened last night where two people lost their lives, I think they were part of this group that wanted me to deputize them. As a part of the, the county of Kenosha, that would have been, in reality, two deputy sheriffs who killed two people. I, that would, it would have been a one, one deputy sheriff who killed two people. Sorry about that. And the liability that goes with that would have been immense. So that's one of the things that was brought up to me, and I just I said, there's no way. There's no way that I would deputize uh, people. One of the things that, that we had problems with last night is a lot of protesters come for the show. I mean, there, there's good protesters that come and pray and kneel and do all that stuff, and, and they chant, and I got no issue with that. I was, I was doing it several weeks ago, and I'm good with that. But there are some, and we've got several that come here from outside Kenosha. They come from Illinois. They come from north of us. However, we've heard uh, some people may have been arrested from Green Bay, Milwaukee, uh, they're coming here. They have no desire to protest. And I go back to social media. One of the invitations looked like a party invitation, something you would get from your brother to come and see your niece's uh, graduation or her birthday. Come, wear your black, uh, wear your black outfits, wear black masks, bring your backpacks filled with Molotov cocktails, rocks, uh, and whatever else they may have in those backpacks. So that was the invitation that that went out, out, and I think there's something going on tonight. I'm not exactly sure what it was, but I go back to, I think some people are thinking that I should deputize, we should have these people out there with guns under my authority. 
what a scary, scary thought that would be in my world. And part of the, part of the problem with this group is they create confrontation. People walk around with guns. If I walk around with in uniform with a gun, all of you probably wouldn't be too intimidated by it because you're used to officers having guns. But if I put out my wife with an AR-15 or my brother with a, uh, a shotgun or whatever it would be walking through the streets, you guys would wonder what the heck is going on. That doesn't help us. Um, we are set up. We're going to do the curfew until uh, Sunday right now. It can change. This is all fluid. We're going to do the 7 p.m. curfew until Sunday. And it might continue afterwards. It might get finished before. It is for, is at this point, it's the interstate and east, a 7 p.m. curfew. For those that, that this uh, puts a hardship on, I'm sorry. I really, really am. But it's something we have to do. Um, I'm going to turn over to General uh, Knapp right now and let him explain what from the National Guard. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Sheriff. Uh, hello, I'm Major General Paul Knapp. I'm the Adjutant General for the State of Wisconsin in charge of uh, emergency management for the state. Number one, I want to express my condolences to the families of those involved in the tragic events of Kenosha. Next, I want to talk about with the Wisconsin National Guard and our role in supporting local authorities in Kenosha. On August 24th, Governor Evers uh, called the Wisconsin National Guard to state active duty to serve in a supporting role and assist local law enforcement in preserving public safety and the ability of individuals to exercise their First Amendment rights to peacefully demonstrate. The Wisconsin National Guard is fully engaged to serve and protect the citizens of Wisconsin on this very important mission. For the last two nights, we've sent soldiers and airmen to support local law enforcement in the city of Kenosha in protecting lives and property. We're working diligently to provide additional assistance and we're committed to meeting all the requests that we receive from civil authorities. The Wisconsin National Guard responds to formal requests from county uh, emergency managers and these requests are submitted to the State Emergency Operations Center. And then with the approval of the governor, National Guard resources can be committed to support civil authorities. The Wisconsin National Guard does not self-deploy and always serves in a supporting role. We don't choose on our own where or in what capacity to engage. Uh, however, these are fluid situations and we remain responsive to requests with the governor's approval. When arriving on scene, the National Guard plays a supporting role to the local law enforcement uh, and re who remains in charge of the mission. Guard personnel will remain on mission in Kenosha for as long as civil authorities require our support. For operational security purposes, the Wisconsin National Guard will not discuss troop numbers uh, as it relates to this mission. However, we are monitor, uh, mobilizing additional forces in accordance with requests submitted by civil authorities uh, from, a, through, from and through appropriate channels. At the direction of Governor Evers, we're also working together by Emergency Management Assistance Compact, otherwise known as an EMAC request, to bring in additional resources from surrounding states uh, to augment the mil military police forces as needed. The events in Kenosha are tragic, and our thoughts and prayers to all those involved go out to all those involved. The members of the Wisconsin National Guard 
are proud to serve the citizens of this great state. We stand ready to continue to support assistance to local authorities in times of crisis. The bottom line is we're your neighbors, we're your fellow residents, citizens of Wisconsin. We care about what happens here and throughout the state. And we are here to support uh, the local authorities in bringing this to a peaceful conclusion. Thank you. I'd like to introduce uh, Kenosha Police Department Chief Dan Muskinis. Good afternoon. You'll notice that there, there's a theme here in that uh, there's, uh, there's concern for the public, for those that have been injured um, by the Kenosha Police Department, those injured by civilians, and the injuries inflicted upon the community itself by arsonists, Molotov cocktails, looting, all of the violence that goes on. So I want to be very clear with that. Everybody that stands before you is very committed to bringing a peaceful resolution to the issue at hand. We understand there are underlying issues that are driving this. We're not going to fix them overnight, but the commitment is here from the leaders here to do something about it. So with that, uh, there's a clear understanding that Kenosha is full of good people. Kenosha is not a community of violent people. The residents here are sad, they're scared, they're confused, but they're not violent. Peaceful protests are welcome. It is a way, it has always been a way for the American public to speak their mind. We support that, I support that as an individual. We cannot support violence. When the line crosses from stating one's opinions to taking violent actions and, and hurting people, damaging property, and generally unruly behavior, that, that must stop. It Not only is it bad for the community, it detracts from the message. The message here, the underlying message, is about racial tension and police violence. Whether or not that's a contributing factor, whether it is here in Kenosha and across the nation, those are issues that need to be worked on and addressed. When things become violent, that message is lost. It becomes all about violence. And that, that's clearly not what Kenosha is about. The, this, the people here are good people, and we're here to protect them. We've called in necessary resources to do that, and we will continue to do that to stand strong to protect all people here in Kenosha. So by now, everybody is aware that the Kenosha Police Department, uh, one of our officers, shot an individual here in the city of Kenosha, which is the, for lack of a better term, the event that triggered the unrest. Thankfully, Mr. Blake is alive and recovering from that, that incident. Um, I don't have a lot of great details about the incident because I wasn't there. The, uh, the state of Wisconsin has a, a statute and a procedure that removes the law enforcement agency in, involved in the use of force from the investigation. So you heard Sheriff Beth speak about how they came in in a supporting role. They controlled the scene to control evidence to protect the scene, to make sure that justice would be served in the end. No matter what that evidence showed, that was his job. The Kenosha Police Department steps back from that, and we become the people investigated rather than those doing the investigation. That is a recent change statutorily here in Wisconsin, one that I support, and I believe it adds transparency and uh, a greater um, oversight by some. Unfortunately, what that also brings is what you see before you today a chief who doesn't have details about the incident. So the Wisconsin Department of Justice criminal 
a Division of Criminal Investigation, or DCI, is the investigating agency here. They are the ones who are collecting evidence, interviewing all those involved, whether it's the officer, Mr. Blake, witnesses, any host of things. They're the ones doing the investigation to give it that outside view, that outside demand for justice. So I support that, and uh, we will continue to uh, um, participate in that cooperation. They will continue doing what they need to do. Um, but again, I, I don't have details to share because of the way the system works. The, uh, the support process here with DCI for us is very limited. The Sheriff's Department controls the scene. I, as a chief, have policies. We have procedures to cooperate, and that is what we do. We're not hiding behind what has been referred to by some across this nation over the years as a blue line of silence. It doesn't exist. We, we don't want bad cops. There, there aren't cops here who want to go out and hurt people. right? So I understand that there's a difference of view, and there may be some underlying political issues that, again, as I said before, are not going to be solved. Um, I, I ask for everybody in this room, everybody listening, and the citizens here that are affected to, to allow for time for that process to play out. The decisions in that case will be made based upon evidence collected by an outside agency presented to somebody else to make that decision. The Kenosha Police Department will not come out and make a ruling one way or, in, or the other in that. So that process is in place. I believe it's fair, and I believe it's, it's a good thing for not only the citizens of Kenosha, but those across this nation. Since the incident, there have been peaceful protests and prayer vigils. There's a lot of good people out there, and there are a lot of good people who want to draw attention to underlying issues, to draw attention for the need for change, and to draw a line, or draw attention to the need for the potential for police reform, if necessary. And I bring that last statement into effect in that I think most people I've talked to believe that there may be the need for reform, but they're not racing to judgment. They will bring up ideas, and much of it is of what we've talked about or have heard from, from citizens are at place. They do exist. There's just perhaps not enough communication. And th today's meeting is somewhat about that. So you have my commitment that we will try to do our best to share more information. It's just difficult when you're removed from the process to do that. So I, I ask, again, as we move forward, today's theme is about progress toward restoring healing and having a community that comes out of this stronger. Um, so over the last few days, Kenosha has also experienced, unfortunately, looting, arson, Molotov cocktails, violence, persons injured. In addition, last night, in, in a situation that began peaceful and, and turned somewhat unruly, and the, the, the sheriff spoke about things that were thrown, hammers, bricks, <laughs> violence toward law enforcement and toward the National Guard who was assisting in controlling judgment, or con controlling the, uh, the scene here and protecting those who were rightfully speaking their mind. Persons who were out after the curfew became engaged in some type of disturbance and and persons were shot. Everybody involved was out after the curfew. I'm, I'm not going to make a great deal of that, but the point is the curfew's in place to protect. Had persons not been out involved in, in violation of that, perhaps the situation that, that unfolded would not have happened. 
Um, so the last night, a 17-year-old individual from Antioch, Illinois, was involved in the use of firearms to reserve, to excuse me, to uh, to resolve whatever conflict was in place. The result of it was two people are dead. This is not a police action. This is not the action, I believe, of those who set out to do protests. It is involved. It is the persons who were involved after the legal time involved in illegal activity that brought violence to this community. So last night, unfortunately, a 26-year-old Silver Lake resident and a 36-year-old Kenosha resident lost their lives to this senseless violence. A 26-year-old West Allis resident was also injured but is expected to survive. This, this case is still very active. We have investigators out now uh, still following leads and then and doing what we can to bring around, uh, to, excuse me, to bring about a closure to that. The names of those involved are not being released at this time. As I said, it's a very active investigation and uh, we, we have a person in custody out of state. I'll be working to bring that person to Wisconsin to, to face appropriate charges. What I can't tell you is what led to the disturbance, that led to the, the use of deadly force by this person, and if both deaths are related to the same person. I don't know that at this point. Investigation, as I said, is, is very new. So we will do what we can to get more information out as it becomes available. It just simply isn't available at this time. So the Kenosha Police Department is working in concert with outside agencies to address the Kenosha County residents' concerns. But we are currently the focal point for much greater issues. We will do our part to try to be an example how we can resolve those. And I will, I will take complete ownership of a lack of media releases. So in the last five days, I've probably slept three hours. The, the demands that are placed upon the police department, the police chief, and all of its resources sometimes make this role take a back seat where I'm concerned with the protection of citizens rather than providing information. I will do a better job with that. So, so with that, I ask for your support in healing here and across this nation, and we all together can and should make a difference. Thank you. I'd like to introduce our county executive, Jim Cruiser. Thank you, Mr. Sheriff. Uh, as Kenosha County Executive, I'm saddened by these events that led, have led to this situation we find ourselves in at this moment in time. But our county is strong. It's resilient. We will get through this and come out stronger. I've always said that Kenosha County is like the biggest small town in Wisconsin. We love and care for each other, but we failed in that regard. An area that I work and pledge, along with the mayor, bringing people together of all facets of our community so we can listen, hear, learn, and move forward. My heart breaks for all those who've been injured or killed and the people and the businesses that have been impacted throughout our community and our county. We are with you. We support you. I want to thank those many people, hundreds of people, who came out and cleaned up after every morning after destruction has, has taken place. They boarded up businesses, cleaned up the sidewalks, they're the silent heroes out there just helping Kenosha get back together. 
Make no mistake that if you're coming out to our county to do harm or damage to our community, you'll be arrested and prosecuted. This is not or will not be tolerated. I want to thank the National Guard, Major General Paul Knapp, for the ongoing significant support and the many state and federal agencies that are all making up a robust law enforcement presence here and that support our community. Um, seeing these gentlemen work behind the scenes, there's not a hitch in the Gettya. State, federal government, local governments, every agency involved that's already been named at this press conference. It's proud to be, see that team pulling together to move forward. I want to urge everyone here and the good people of Kenosha to stay home after curfew and to keep the demonstrations peaceful. And let's show the world we are united, a united community that I know we can be and will be better in the future. And God bless all of us and those who have been affected by this incident and situation. Thank you. Now, some of you I know very well. Some of you have probably texted me through the night and uh, when I was trying to get my two hours sleep. Uh, and I know that we didn't answer all your questions. And I'm going to let you know that there's no way we can answer everyone's questions in here. Uh, but we will, we will give you like 15 minutes or so to answer the ones that we can. Uh, and just so you know, don't feel like you have to get your answers right now. We are going to do uh, something like this every single day. And I believe it's going to be at 1 o'clock every single day until this whole thing passes so we can get information out to the people of Kenosha, the people of the state of Wisconsin, and truly this country of what's going on here in Kenosha. So, um... Yeah. Sure, 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 Thank you, uh, I, I appreciate it. Uh, this is either a question for you or uh, the police chief here. Have either of you seen the video of the shooter last night? I saw a video of the person I, that someone told me was, yes. Okay. So, he, he shoots people in, in the video. He opens fire, and then he walks away and walks toward officers. He appears to have his hands up in the air, wanting to turn himself exactly. in. Exactly. But then he later Good point. He doesn't. Whoever was there, officers, sheriffs, why did they let him go? How was he able to go? That's well, a good question. I wasn't there, but just hearing what you just said, I have a pretty good idea. Um, because he didn't do anything wrong. At that point, there's, and I don't know what was going on right then. I, got, I don't have a clue. But there's screaming, there's hollering, there's chanting, there's a squad car running, there's uh, MRAPs and Bearcats idling, and I don't know where it was, so I, I, I don't know. And if the officer was happened to be in the car, the radio traffic was nonstop. And there were people running all over the place. So they absolutely, and again, I don't know what was going through the officers that was there. I don't know if it was one of ours or someone else's. So I can't tell you for sure. But knowing what you just said, I can picture all kinds of That's kind of weird too. All of a sudden their feet drops and we get to the, we get that there. So I'm going to wrap this up here. But the article, really good article, and just take all this garbage out here because that's where the real article is right here um but the last thing i want to look at is the documents so here are no, where is it there's somewhere here that has the actual document the charging documents here we go this is going to take us to a scribe oh, i wonder if i can do this without being signed in probably not okay so you can always get those documents by uh, going to 
the article here blue lives matter blue police arrest 17 year old for murder over shooting in at kenosha riots so go there go to the charging documents you'll have to create a free account on scribe but you can get those i'm, I'm sure they're out there somewhere else but uh oh this is only one page so we can actually look at this here let's see if i can make, make this big so you can actually see exactly what it is here but here it is you know they give you everything you need to know if you want to harass this guy or you know there it all is so pretty interesting fugitive of justice i mean that's the big question i'm glad that that reporter at the end asked that question is he it almost looked like he was trying to give himself up and then nothing happened so I don't know. We'll have to hear more about that. But it's a defendant after having been charged in Kenosha shooting of Wisconsin with the offense of first degree intentional hump. Like he he intended to kill these people. There is no way that that's going to. Now, here's the weird thing. They know that that's not going to that's not going to work. Um, so then it'll be another white guy who got off on you know, killing other people. If it was a black guy, that wouldn't happen. They throw the book at him. It's all about race baiting. You know, all of this is a lot bigger than all of these cases. It, it, it is not a coincidence that we're seeing the same thing here happen in, uh, in multiple cities, in multiple states across this country, across the whole planet. This is a global op. It is a program, and it's not a good program. It's an evil program. And they want to burn everything down. They want to tear down this country and tear down the good people and turn us all into them, into evil. God bless you all. I hope you don't let it happen. Um, until next time. Jesus Christ, thank you for everything that you have given us. Thank you for all that you have shown us, for everything that you have done for us. Please guide us, lead us in this way, Lord. Show us what you want us to see. Don't let us be drunk off of our own knowledge. Don't let us lean on our own understanding, Lord. We need you. We need you to guide us during this time. These are difficult days. These are difficult challenges that we face every day, every second, Lord. Evil does not sleep. Protect us against the evil. Lead us to do your will and not our own, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.